welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things related to money, mindset, finance, business, and investing. My name is Royston Kambabachi, qualified accountant with over 30 years' experience in finance and business. Coming from a very humble background, I have continuously challenged the assumptions and the expectations of what I'm capable of achieving for myself and others. Over the years, I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to decipher finance and to make more money and to run highly successful businesses. On this podcast, I will share with you tips, strategies, techniques, and tools that you can use to make more money, manage money better, and to maximize your success. So welcome to the next episode of the Financial Intelligence Mindset Podcast. And today we got a a guest, you know, as usual, you know, we try to bring you different people from different backgrounds. We've got Ryan with us today. Ryan is all the way from New Jersey, and he himself is a podcaster, you know, background in, uh, in some business studies. Then he went into media, and then now he does podcasting for himself and for others. So, Ryan, welcome to the show and introduce yourself and just maybe talk to us about maybe why did you choose podcasting as a business? Yeah. So thank you so much, Royston, for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your outreach, man. Um, and you just reaching out on LinkedIn. That's probably the, one of the best ways to get connected with people and get guests on your podcast, man. So you're really doing it. I appreciate, uh, you know, you having me on here. And yeah, so, you know, my name is Ryan Sullivan. I go by Sully as well. I've been releasing music for four or five years now, and that's kind of how I got into audio. And, uh, you know, from there, I studied business in college, didn't want to go the corporate route, worked for a company marketing agency for a year and a half, two years, uh, kind of in that that corporate uh, environment. And uh, it really just didn't, uh, not that it didn't fit with me, like I did well, but I just felt like what I was selling to people and what I was really doing wasn't aligned with kind of my values. So um, I'm a big time podcaster, um, not big time in the way of like, you know, I have millions of listeners, but big time as far as like, it's very important to me in my life. Uh, podcasting has changed my life. And uh, there's, you know, certain reasons and stories behind that. But really what it is, is just, uh, you know, allowing a message to be heard and uh, making that message and that content work for you as well. So I feel like a lot of a large disconnect that I found was, first of all, people can't, it's super uh, difficult to learn how to edit and do audio and video production if you're not, uh, you know, exposed to that or haven't yes. done that at all. Um, you know, you probably experienced that starting a podcast as well. And then also people do it because they love it and then it becomes work though. So it's like, it doesn't matter how much you love it. Um, at the end of the day, if you're, you know, editing audio, Audio, video, show notes, graphics, marketing, promotion, distribution. Like I can go off on the 40 different things you have to do for a podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, it gets so uh, overwhelming and uh, there's really nothing simple about it unless you have somebody help you. So I just found that, uh, you know, I created a podcast for a company that I worked for. And I found that even after I did that, uh, you know, the founder of the company, they like still had to come to me and ask me like how to do all these certain things. Um, so I just realized that that's pretty difficult for people. And uh, a podcast is an extremely powerful tool, but it's also an amazing way to waste your time. So if you, it's a super fun way to waste time if you don't do it right. And, uh, you know, obviously like none of my episodes, I, I don't, I, I never see a podcast as wasting time, but I, I say that um, just to say that, there, uh, there's certain ways that you can go about it that allow it to really work for you and benefit you in your life and your business, really whatever your goals are, you can actually align it with your goals and then have it work for you at the same time, 
of generating super valuable content for people and also just having fun. Um, and so for me, podcasting is fun. I enjoy it. Um, I would do it without any money at all. Uh, and, uh, Hey, if I could help everybody for free, then I, you know, I would, I try to do that as much as I can, uh, because I want people to enjoy the value and, uh, you know, have fun podcasting. So love it. You know, I love that's it. kind of the gist. Yeah. I love it, man. You know, it's amazing what you said, right? Because some people are very passionate to share their message, to share, uh, the content, but then when you get into the podcast and they realize, ah, okay, there's some equipment you got to have. Okay. After you do the recording, you got to do some editing. It can be a bit daunting. So I guess having someone to outsource it to does help. I mean, uh, myself, I actually have a, a video person mainly, um, because obviously I, I capture the video as well. Um, I've got another VA as well that can actually help with the audio editing. Because I think you, you're right. You do need to have a team of people around you. Um, but all in all, um, podcasting is something that can be really, really enjoyable. And I do feel that like audio is on the rise. I feel that like audio is on the rise. I mean, I think you yourself used to be a DJ as well. So, so the question is, does podcasting come naturally to you? I mean, just being a podcaster or, or even doing all the editing, etc. I mean, how much of that did you have to learn? How much of that came naturally to you? Yeah, amazing question, man. Super great. That's a great question. For me, people come naturally to me. I can easily talk to anybody. I can relate to anybody. Um, you know, most people. It's just I love people. So I'm genuinely curious about people. So that aspect came completely naturally to me. But if you go and look at my older podcast, you'll find that the actual interviews themselves were not nearly as well-structured or valuable as they are now. And I'm the same person as I was. I just had to learn the art of the interview. So if you're a podcaster, you may, first of all, you may be in a position like me where you're a people person. Like I said, I was a DJ. I'm used to DJing with crowds of hundreds of people and things like that and controlling, commanding the room and commanding people's attention. I can do that. But when it comes to podcasting, it's a different animal. I mean, it's not podcasting anymore. It's really interviewing. If you are doing an interview show, if you're doing a solo show, that's a whole nother animal. Yeah, that's a that's a monologue. So now you're going to learn how to do a monologue where if you watch, you know, uh, certain, you know, late night shows on TV and people <laughs> monologue, that's really what you're learning how to do. But as far as the interviewing side, yeah, like people are easy. Like I love people. I'm naturally attracted to people's energy. And I, I just, you know, I, I'm genuinely interested in people. But as far as then translating that into an interview that's valuable and also entertaining, that's where the learning came in. And I tried to learn from some great interviewers on exactly how to do that. And now after, you know, 60 episodes of my podcast, I kind of kind of got my groove down. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm still learning, always learning. I man. got it. I got that. I, I remember I, I did a short podcast course coming into this and the guy was saying things like, you're going to find your voice, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 15 episodes in, you know, you're going to find your voice, you know, and I guess maybe like, yeah, 60 episodes in, like you found your vibes, you know, so you know how to flow with people, right? So we're on the financial intelligence mindset, right? So but I don't just focus on finance. I focus on, on the business side as well. So talk to us about, about, about podcasting as a business. I mean, uh, obviously not necessarily numbers side yet, but um, talk to us like if, if someone is looking to start a podcast as a business or looking to monetize a podcast, talk to us about how easy it is to, do it as a business and have a revenue stream for me to running your own podcast or managing someone podcast or even monetizing your podcast. 
Yeah, there's uh, another great question. So there's a few different ways to go about it. It really depends on your goals um, and your why. So, you know, when I work with somebody, I always start with the why just the same as you would with a business. You have yeah. to have the strong why. Simon Sinek, you might have consumed his concept before. Um, it's all people don't buy into what you do. They buy into why you do it. So that's going to be your first foundational thing. Like, why am I doing this? And and I'm, the why is not don't get it confused with the goal, which the goal is I want to create more revenue. I want to create value. I want to create legacy, whatever that is. Um, you know, the why is really like your, you know, your North star, like, why am I really doing this? And then, so as far as like creating a business out of it, you're going to identify that goal, right? So say you already have a business, um, say you have a coaching business, right? So, you know, say you're a finance coach, what, if you're going to create a podcast, you might have fun podcasting, but if you're going to invest money into it, you want to see a return on investment. And you also want to be offering value. You want people to listen and watch that podcast and then want to work with you. Yes. So the way that you do that though, is you get super hyper targeted in your niche. So if you are a finance coach, who are you really a finance coach for? Are you a finance coach for, you know, 18 to 24 year old entrepreneurs? Are you a finance coach for 36 to 40, 45 year old female, um, you know, uh, you know, wives that are, you know, taking care of their kids at home? I don't know. But whatever that niche is, you probably have one. And if you don't, um, you know, we basically go through a guideline where we determine what's that exact niche. And then now that we have the niche and the goal, okay, I want to drive people to my business. And this is this is who I serve. This is how I help them. And then this is what I want, you know, this is how many, you know, customers maybe or clients I want to get or how many people I want to attract. And then you're creating episodes that hit on different aspects of that niche. So yes. if it's an 18 to 24 year old, you might not be talking about mortgages. You might be talking about how to save, um, you know, an extra hundred dollars a month to start your IRA or something like that. Yes, so yes. you're, but you're not going to target, like, then you're not going to create content for a 65 year old retired person. Right. So what we're doing is it totally a podcast can work for you in your business, but you have to do it right. And you have to know what the audience needs. Like you have to know what that niche, you have to be so engulfed in that niche that um, through testing and through research and literally through going into, I, I love Facebook groups. Um, LinkedIn works great too. going in and asking people, what do you want to know? Like, what are you searching for? Right. And then using market data, literally going through and, and, and looking at Google rankings and seeing what people are searching. Right. So this is all different. That's and obviously like we break this down into a way to package it and actually create your podcast out of it. It seems a little bit overwhelming. Um, <laughs> but these are just all different aspects uh, that can go into it. So when you talk about revenue, there's a few different ways um, to create revenue. Obviously you could have sponsors. I have one sponsor on my podcast. They help for, to pay for some of the production, which is really nice. Um, and, but that sponsor completely aligns with, my audience and my goals. They're actually somebody mm -hmm. who I interviewed on my podcast who then created a business and it just made perfect sense for them to come on as a sponsor. So that's one way to do it. Um, and there's websites like podcorn.com. Uh, there's other websites where you can basically bid for sponsorships. So like AutoZone will, will, you know, put out, um, Hey, we're looking for sponsors for people to talk about us in the beginning, in the middle of your podcast. Then you put a number on it. You say, Hey, I'll do it for 20 or I'll do it for a hundred. I'll do it for 200. And then they'll either accept or deny your offer. So there's a, there's ways, yes. um, but you obviously then have to have the, 
have to have the metrics to back that up. Hey, we're getting X amount of listeners in this region, you know, with this age demographic, and that's going to work for your sponsorship. So kind of to wrap it all up. Yeah. You can have your sponsor method. You can drive people to your business by targeting correctly. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, there's other ways too. You can, I know people who charge to be on podcasts and things like that. I don't get into that. Um, You know, I don't, I don't really do that um, method, but, uh, but yeah, you can hundred percent make it work for your business, but I, you know, you have to know, um, you have to do it the right way and you have to know what you're yeah. doing. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love what you said at the outset, right? That if you're going to do a business, whether it's a podcast as a business or any other business, you got to know why you're going into that business, who you're going to sell with what products and even why that product, why those products. So I guess going into podcasting as a business, you know, you yourself have to know, well, okay, first of all, you already identified the problem. That is either technical, time-consuming, and uh, that kind of stuff. So you're taking away a pain from people, right? And so that you yep. can increase the gain, which is the pleasure of, of them doing the podcast. But more importantly, as you were saying, is that it's ultimately um, doing something that you love, but then doing something that's actually the customer knows exactly why you're doing it as well. You know what I mean? Rather than just you saying, I'm just trying to make money here. You know what I mean? Because people obviously like to support something if they see, yeah, it's adding value to them, but it's also clear why you're doing it. What's your passion behind it? And I can see that your business background probably helped you. Um, So maybe I asked you that question. I mean, because you said that you were um, coming into this, we had a little chat before that, and you said that you, you did some business studies, right? Coming into podcasting. Obviously, you worked a bit in corporate and you didn't like it. So I would say to you, now that you do podcasts as a business, how important would you say that it was to have some knowledge of how business works? Yeah, extremely important. A podcast is a business. It doesn't matter if you're making money or not. <laughs> Just the foundations of a podcast, if you look at it, um, what do we have? We have people who they're not, they might not be clients, they might be an audience, but the yeah. audience is getting something from you and you're giving something to them. It doesn't matter. Um, they're actually, instead of money, they're giving you their time and you're yes. giving them your time and your value and your resources, right? So that's just foundations of business right there. Um, and then look at, think, think about it. A podcast has has audio, has video, has graphics, has design, has marketing, has promotion, has distribution, has outreach, has inbound, has outbound. Like it literally is in a business. Like there, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot about a podcast except for the actual recording and maybe the creative side. Um, that isn't business. That isn't like a business. So I think a, a lot of issues arise when there are when people do not treat things like a business, yes. but that have all the values of a business. Like if you start a clothing brand, right? Like a lot of people will start a clothing brand and because they see other clothing brands online gaining traction and selling clothes and they're like, I could do, I can design that. Right. So then they make some designs, they start to sell it to their friends and then it ends, then it stops. Right. Then it's like, Oh no, like what's happening? I thought this was going to blow up and be like huge, you know? It's only because they were running off of the hype of the excitement and businesses don't run off excitement. They run off of systematized processes, you know, uh, in an ongoing way and offering sheer value to people and then, you know, uh, gaining, getting value, those customers getting value in return and yes, then an yes. exchange of money, right? So that they, the, anytime you treat 
a business, not like a business. It typically it doesn't work. So yeah, yeah, I see my business background. Um, it's not long. Like I said, I went to college. I have a bachelor's degree in it. Um, you know, I've started other businesses as well. I've worked within a lot of small businesses, which really helped me. Um, yes. Small businesses are podcasts, right? So you have a skeleton crew, right? You might have you know a boss and two employees or something like that. Um, say with you with anybody with a podcast, you know, you might have you as the host, and you might have like you said, you might have a video guy. Um, you're running like a little small team. Of and course, you need principles of business to run that team. And I know, you know, business, and you know, finance, so you understand it. Um, but like, if you don't, if you go in with no, with no leadership skills, or, 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 you know, very little uh, knowledge of leadership and knowledge of organization and time management, and, and, you know, uh, psychology of how people work, because like, people in and outside of work are completely different people, and they function in different ways. So um, yeah, that business, um, that business background was super important to me. And it's just something I really stress uh, with folks that I work with and folks that I don't work with, literally everybody of like, Hey, if you're going to start a podcast, please be mindful that uh, this is a business, whether you're going to make money from it or not. And if you treat it like one, you're going to reap those uh, rewards and those benefits. All right. That makes sense, man. All right. So let's talk about, so podcasting is a business, right? So I guess that is your business right now. I mean, like, mm -hmm. so have you got a team of people that you work with or is it just you? I mean, let's talk to us about say your business specifically and kind of, um, yeah, more or less like, uh, how is it working for you right now? Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll give the straight trajectory um, of kind of how exactly I got here too. And, and, you know, a foundation and core value that I have is transparency. So I tell people my story, like, if you ask me my story, I'll tell it the same everywhere. It's like, I don't sugarcoat anything. I'll tell you exactly yeah, yeah. what it was from the beginning to where I'm at now. Um, because that's, that's just a value that um, my clients and I have on uh, that we share. And I only work with people who, you know, appreciate and kind of, you know, share that value. But, you know, I started out editing audio, like I said, and then I got yeah. a freelance, I got freelance job just editing audio for podcasts. And then I began editing a podcast for a company that I ended up hosting and distributing and doing the show notes and booking the guests and like writing, like writing and recording and basically doing everything. So that's what I started yeah. out doing. And I realized even for me, I, that was like my full-time job almost. Right. Um, you know, ended up being 30, 40 hours a week sometimes. And I'm like, even me, like I couldn't even, I could barely do this, you know, on my own, you know, just with me. So then I realized, okay, it kind of has to be a team thing. Yes. And I, I was, what I was doing was I was successful at it to an extent. Like I was helping people launch their podcast and I was editing their audio. And then my, a friend of mine was editing the video and we were working together. But I realized that even at that core team right there, um, it couldn't scale at all. Like there's only, we can only have like two clients at one time. And I just know, knew that I could help more people. I mean, there's definitely, I knew that there was a way if I just coming back to business, if I just treated this like a business, I could help more people. So I went from freelancing to actually, you know, trying to, and, you know, starting an actual business. And so that is, you know, that's another, you know, uh, aspect of it too. Like if you have a freelance mindset, it, you got to kind of transition into the business owner mindset, yes, uh, which yes, as correct. you know, is completely different. So yes, that's yeah. where I'm at now. I have, um, I've, <laughs> I've transitioned from slowly been transitioning from the freelancer, uh, to the business owner side of things. And so that's, so we do to answer your question. Um, we have a team of freelancers that help us with all the editing. I'm not going to do your graphic design work, right? Like I am, um, I'm there to strategize and make sure this podcast is completely right for you and it's a right yeah. fit and you're doing all the right things. So we have graphic designers, audio editors, video editors, um, and, uh, you know, writers and distributors. So if you, you know, when a client works with us, we don't, you're not going through me to talk to my 
you know, talk to me, the, your graphic designer, you're talking to the graphic designer and I manage the team. Right. So yes, yes. If, so if I, if we create the logo for your podcast, you're not going, Hey Ryan, can you change this? And I tell the guy, no, it's all on one platform. It's a client portal that we created. Um, and really the benefit of it is you don't have to, if you're going to start running a team, next thing, you know, like I said, you're running an entire business just for your podcast. Instead, you could just go to one place and that's what I created. It does not, it doesn't work for everybody. Some people like to manage their team or have a, you know, have a crew themselves. But for me, it's uh it's, <clears throat> it's a one-stop place where people can go um, and they can uh, you know, we basically make it easy for, for you to interact and talk to the people who are working on your show. And then everybody specialized, everybody who works for us does what they're good at. And uh, I'm not, you know, like I write in my spare time. I'm not a writer. We have an actual writer who's going to write your show notes. Right. So, um, yeah, that's really, you know, came from freelancer to then having this team um, with a client success manager, a UI UX a web designer um, and a, a, a graphic designer as well. And myself um, and then wow. the rest of them. <clears throat> yes. Amazing. And, and, and you're right, man. Going from I mean, I actually went from employee to freelancer to say business owner investor. It's a completely shift of your mindset, because obviously when you are running the business now, you actually, as you, as you, I think you said earlier, you're managing business processes and systems, as opposed to when you're freelancing, you're managing, well, you're basically selling your time for money, right? Yep. yep. Um, but once you have a business now, you have people, you have processes, you have systems, you have to make sure everything is actually works in sync in order to make the business a success. So that's really, really big. Okay. So, I mean, in terms of uh, some of the metrics, I think you mentioned the word metrics earlier, right? So what are some of the key metrics, let's say, like in, in your podcasting business that you look at to say, okay, are we hitting our targets? Are we hitting our goals? What are some of the key metrics that you might be looking at to, to, to either manage or monitor your business? Yeah. So that's a great question too. And, you know, I am definitely, I'll just be honest, I'm more on the production side than I am on the marketing side. So I'm yeah. taking this, I'm coming at this from a production, um, you know, kind of angle rather than a marketing angle. Yeah. And yeah. a marketer is going to probably tell you, may tell you something different, but, um, you know, I'm looking at just basics. Like that's what I'm going off of basic listener count um, in, you know, each country. Uh, and then age demographic. And I actually use a distributor, a platform called Captivate. And yeah. uh, it's it's uh, it's a dis podcast distribution platform specifically for uh, four metrics and just to see all of your numbers plainly. Uh, and they do a really, really great job of that. So I, yeah, I judge it based, based off listener count. And then also, you know, I'm looking at engagement per episode and then I'm also, so when I, when it comes to engagement per episode, um, you know, the difference you might have somebody, right. I might have a episode where I interview somebody and they don't promote it to their network. Yes. And that's okay. I don't force people to promote it to their network or whatever. Right. Like you can't do that. Um, and then, but then I might have another episode where I interview somebody and they promote it on their Facebook, their LinkedIn and their Instagram. Yes. I'm looking at listener count. Right. So I'm looking at like, okay, this episode got 60 more listens on average, like judging by my averages on average, because 60% say instead of an actual number, say a percentage, 60% more listens on, on average um, above the average because they shared it to their socials. But then I'm going to the next level with this. I'm going to that, those social media posts and I'm adding all the people that liked or commented on those posts and saying, Hey, I, I hosted that podcast with my, with our friend who you, who you like. Um, by the way, I have 59 other episodes like this one might be valuable to you. I'm not 
obviously, like I said, I'm looking at those listener counts per episode. But for me, I'm a guerrilla marketer. Like yeah. I like to actually be in the community. So for me, you might take <laughs> you might have an actual marketer I that like does it. ads I and like things it. like that. You might. Yeah, exactly. I'm more on the community side. Now, these marketing guys who do ads and things like that, they are a specialized skill. They are great. You got to have them, too. But when I talk marketing, um, I'm really looking at the five likes you got on your post that like you put out a post, hey, new episode is out and, you know, um, you, you put it out on your LinkedIn or whatever and six people like it. People go, oh, my God, only six people. Are you kidding me? Six people enjoyed this content. Go talk to them. Go see what they yes, liked, what yes. they didn't like. And then you're inviting them to your Facebook group that goes to your that is a Facebook community of people talking about your episodes. So yes. like that's the type of marketing that I'm on where I like to act, really build community and also just reach out to everybody, man. I think like just being out there um, and not standing back and saying like, oh, it's just going to blow up. Like uh, it's just, you know, if it's good, people will find it. That's not true. You know, um, yes, I really do yes. like looking, going out and doing that kind of uh, community building stuff. Yeah, I quite like the term guerrilla, guerrilla marketing. That's a really good term, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's being, one of my favorites. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, being out there on the marketing, on the field, you know? Yeah, work. Yeah, I quite like it. So I, I guess what you mean by that is that you do more organic marketing as opposed to paid marketing. Is that correct? Yeah, that's just what I'm better at, you know, and that's um, just me personally. Some other people know how to like I can run an ad campaign, but I'm not a marketer, so I'm not going to know what metrics to use and things like that. For me, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of at the top of the show, I was talk, you know, talking about my personality. I mean, for me, I'm really a people person, so I like to be in there for my personal podcast. Um, you know, we I I'm always DMing people. Um, and, and anybody who DMs me, I'm keeping that conversation going with them of like, okay, what episodes do you like? Do you not like, why did you like this episode? Like I'm really doing that kind of, um, you know, that really in-depth research and the problem with this now, this works for business too, right? Like yeah, you yes, see, of course, like, of if you course. see the most successful people in business, man, they're posting content every single day of them just talking, right? Because they're developing that thought leadership. So yeah. same thing applies to the podcast. The problem is it's not as scalable. So people want instantly scalable processes. So they they're like, hey, if I'm going to sit in Facebook groups and answer people's messages, that's there's no ROI on that that I can track. And then to that, I say, yeah, true. Not everything has to have a trackable, traceable ROI, you know, in the moment. Like you can actually do organic things. Uh, it's called the dark funnel. I'm not sure if you've heard of it in that in that respect. So some guy, uh, somebody named Chris Walker, who's a brilliant marketer, yeah. he calls it the dark funnel. Uh, he did a whole podcast episode on it, and uh, <laughs> I would definitely recommend checking out his podcast. But yeah, it's called the dark funnel. It's basically tra things that you can't really trace, and like even LinkedIn is one of them. Like can't you sometimes you really can't trace how somebody got to you, you know, and how somebody yes, booked yes. a call with me. So yeah, I'm so much more on that dark funnel, um, community building, guerrilla marketing side, because I, I do what I like to do. If I need to run ads, I'm not going to run the ads. Like I'm good at the community side. Right. So that's what I'm going to go out and do. Yeah, you know, I'll yeah, hire somebody it, else yeah. to do that. I mean, it's, 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 it's really encouraging speaking to you. And the reason why I talk about the metrics, because obviously from a financial intelligence perspective, uh, business, uh, the, the whole concept is that business makes decisions based on information, yep. right? And um, whether it's marketing information, whether it's uh, audience information, engagement information, you just make decisions based on information. So, for example, if you are running ads, 
you might do a split test and you might say, okay, this audience is better than that, than that audience. I guess uh, in terms of episodes um, for podcasts, and, and it's very, very interesting speaking to you. Maybe I pick your brain on this because I, I, I look at my metrics or insights as, as it's called. And sometimes I can see, okay, certain episodes or more um, have more downloads than other episodes. And those episodes might be episodes that I did solo. And some episodes are the ones that I did interviews. So um, I guess maybe I, I'm only I just picking your brain on this. Maybe if I see an episode that I did solo that had lots of downloads, in your from your perspective, will that indicate to you that that's the kind of thing that my audience might enjoy? Yeah, that's something that's part of your audience probably enjoys. Part so, of your, I like it. Yes, yeah. So that's the that's that gets into a whole nother conversation, a whole nother topic, which I'm so glad you asked this because this is super important. Yeah, and your audience, you may have podcast listeners that don't listen to your podcast, and yes. what I mean by that is they might take value from a one minute clip that you post on LinkedIn but they might never, ever listen to your one hour long podcast. Yes. There's other people who, if you start a TikTok account and you're posting 30 second snippets that are funny or entertaining, there's people that like those. Now, if you take the TikTok person and then the person who listens to your audio every week and then the person who listens to only the solo episodes, if you got all those people together, the TikTok guy would be like, nah, man, I just like his TikTok. I never even listen to the podcast. Yes. The other guys like, dude, his solo episodes are great. And then the other, the other girl says, yeah, but like this interview he did um, with this person was amazing. And then those other people never even listened to that interview. These are all three. All these three people are fans of your podcast. Yes. They're just not fans in the same way. So I would say, yeah, take that. Now you have a to, to go back to your solo episode. Now you have something. Something's happening, right? So you're looking, you're seeing it. You're a numbers person, you're a finance person. You understand yeah. in your head something's happening here. Now, what I would do, which this might not be as easy, um, is go to the audience and try to find those people because they're there. Like try to find those people who are just listening to the solo episodes yes, yes, or yes. pull to your audience and then ask people. Um, and that, and I wouldn't say don't continue the interviews. I would say find out what's so great about the solo episodes and then double down on whatever's, you know, yes, whatever. Yeah, oh, yes. Maybe on the particular topic, let's say, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. 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 So, right. So, yeah. So let's get on more into some of the meat of the matter. Right. So your business uh, in terms of if I would say your vision for your podcasting as a business, like, I mean, like wherever you are right now, I mean, I mean, where do you see yourself like going, uh, taking your business in the next three years or so? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how do you see your business growing from where it is right now? Yeah, I think we're going to be um, able to help a lot more podcasters. And I think the issue, not the issue, but uh, but something that's difficult about what I do is that I can't really help that many people at one time because it just takes so much time to start and launch a podcast if you want to do it correctly. Yeah. So what I've been doing now is creating free resources for people. And I think that those free resources are going to be very valuable. Um, and they're going to be as well as I'm creating a podcast, uh, a company podcast as well 
all about podcasting. So yes. that's going to be a free resource for people as well. So um, I'm going to keep doing that and uh, I'm going to keep helping people launch podcasts. But where this is going is uh, ideally, like I said, I'm a musician. Um, you know, I like to, I, my podcast, my personal podcast is in person. I interview people in person uh, around where I live. Ah, and so, cool. I like it. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. So that's what I want this business to become um, or where, honestly, where the business is going to go. Uh, once we can, I want to, cr- I hundred percent. I love helping people around the world, man. I love doing this digitally and helping people wherever I can, different States, different countries. But as I do, my vision uh, and my mission really is to have an in-person location where people, companies, businesses, entrepreneurs, freelancers, you know, high schoolers, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Can come, you know, get a membership or pay for studio time and sit down and have a professional studio to record their podcast. Um, because there's just not a lot of that. There are, uh, there's not even a lot of companies doing exactly what I'm doing, but they're out there. You can find them, but there's even less people, uh, even less environments, uh, creative and positive, you know, environments to record podcasting or record podcasts. So that's really what that three to five year, three, five, 10, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So basically like, uh, like a media company, a studio, media yeah, company. Studio. Yep. Yeah, media company. And is that with you involved with the company hands-on or with you? How, I mean, how do you see yourself evolving in that company? Like, do you see yourself like as like, I don't know, like uh, uh, someone who become more strategic or versus someone who remains operational? Yeah, I love, you know, I think I know you mentioned freelancing and, uh, you know, you know, the power, the benefits of freelancing and be able to make your own schedule and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I really do love that side of it. And I love that side of entrepreneurship, too. Um, but like I, you know, I've read books like the four hour work week, yeah. work week and things like that. Uh, and I like, actually got it I, somewhere here. <laughs> oh, OK, yeah, there you go. Tim Ferriss, you know, it's yeah. like that that stuff is it changes your mind, you know, it changes your your mindset. But uh, yeah. for me, I'm probably I'm not really a four hour work week type of dude. Uh, I like to work. I like to go in somewhere every day or, you know, <laughs> you know, sit up now. I'm at my been at my computer for the last year. But um, so I do. To, that's a great question you asked. And I'm probably still trying to figure out the answer to it. But I yeah. do want to be involved in the business. And ideally, like I'd love to just be able to come in every day and sit, sit down Joe Rogan style with people and just interview people on, on my podcast every day and uh, just have that be my life. And then also in the next room, have somebody who's just starting out, inter, you know, interviewing somebody on their podcast. So yeah, I'd like to be involved in the business for sure. Um, obviously, I'd like to build, build those passive assets and things like that too. Um, course, but I'm, I'm 22 years old. So, you know, my, yeah, my, with, you got lots of runway still, you know what I mean? <laughs> God, I started with the IRA. You, you, This is your department, but I started with the IRA. I'm just chilling on that for now. And other than that, man, like, I'd love to build passive stuff by the time I'm 30. But yeah, I think working inside the business, you know, man, uh, that's great. That's 10, great. 20 that's, man, you got some um, some time to go still before you kind of worry about all this passive, passive stuff, <laughs> passive stuff, as you said. Cool, cool, cool. So, I mean, so if someone is going to try to find out about you, I mean, like, do you have any like courses online or? Because I remember when I reached out to you on LinkedIn, I think you were saying to me, yeah, I help people build my podcast. So you see someone like listening to this and it goes, man, this is all about podcasting. This is crazy. Um, I, I want to build a, I, I want to start a podcast. I mean, first of all, maybe answer it this way. I mean, what, what, what are some of the basic stuff that someone needs to start a podcast, number one? And then secondly, if, if they wanted to reach out to you to start a podcast, you know, how can they find you? 
Yeah. So there's a ton of resources online as far as like kind of what podcasts can do for you and like the time commitment and kind of what it takes. Um, I would say really uh, consult with as many people as you can find someone like myself or another podcast producer or somebody who has successful podcasts, which is even better to yeah. really help give you 10 minutes of their time to, to, to determine like, all right, is a podcast right for me? And like, I can be this person as well. So um, I'll answer in this way. Like I have two separate calls. I have a connection call, which is you can book a call with me. Uh, it's a Calendly link. You can find a time that works for you. That's 15 minutes. That's kind of just like, just to get to know you. And I can answer those questions for you just to determine like, Hey, we'll just take 10, 15 minutes, determine like, is a podcast going to be right for you for what you're trying to do for your goals? Yeah. If you're ready to start a podcast, if you've done the research, if you are, you know, like, okay, I know a podcast is going to be right for me. I just need help building it out, setting it up, strategy, all that. I have another call <clears throat> called a, a, a qualifier call. That's 30 minutes. And we basically go through the entire process, you know, make sure like, okay, I'm ready to start a podcast. I just don't know what that looks like. Um, but I would say, um, you know, instead of dropping like two separate links, just add me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, if you want, I'll send you the links to both of those. Uh, of course, so yeah. Them, uh, in the show notes. Below, uh, in the show notes. Yeah, but that's the best way. Um, literally just get in contact with me, my email. I'll give them my email as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just let me know. And what we'll do is we'll schedule that call and just talk through it, whether that be, you know, a quick call just to see if podcasting is right for you or, hey, I want to launch a podcast. You know, how are we going to do that? I can help in both those ways. And, and I have a free resource, a free guide that I just released. And this is actually what I teach people on uh, uh, how to be a guest on podcasts, which is a great way to start in the podcasting world. And it's a four-step strategy that you can implement for free. That resource is free. Uh, just let me know. Uh, like I said, add me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or shoot me an email and I'll send you that too. So that's just super, that's free value. And you can uh, kind of start there. I like it. Free value, free value. And it's interesting because along the way, you mentioned the word value quite a bit because I run a group coaching program and I was, um, I think last week I had a new group that came on. Uh, it's called a business group, group coaching program. And some of the guys were taken by surprise, you know, when I said to them that, um, that profit is a reward for creating value. They was like, oh, I mean, I asked everyone what, what was profit, you know, and everyone gave me the accounting formula. And I goes, okay, that's great. That is, you know, call it a quantitative measure. But when you think about profit as a, as a qualitative measure, it's better, you know. And you mentioned the word value quite a bit. And obviously, the more value you give, the more prof profit you're going to make. So mm -hmm. I do believe that you are making profit in your business, right? So um, that's kind of my next question, you know. I mean, um, in terms of your business, I mean, First of all, like, how do you cost your services? Because it's, it's not exactly like a, like a tangible product, right? It's actually a service. So how do you cost it? And, and if I may ask you, what kind of uh, margins do you make on, on, say, your services that you have? Yeah. So, you know, we, what we do is we do a per episode basis. Um, and so we do a 12 episode commitment. Uh, when I start the, the pro another problem that I came across was people starting podcasts and, uh, you know, getting to the infamous, uh, 14th, 15th episode, that episode where people, you know, either know they're going to, sorry, know they're going to keep going or they stop because yes. it's too much work or they don't find their voice or something. So um, to combat that, we originally were doing, no, I originally started with no episode contract, like just episode by episode. Then I did started doing six episodes and that was working pretty good. And now we do a 12 episode season. And okay. what I found with this is it gives you options. So option number one is do 12 episodes, create your season, do it strategically. Now you have content for like the next year um, and or do that 
and just keep going on a monthly basis after those 12 episodes. Um, and so like it gives people the that option because listen, like we're, we're busy. We have a lot of things going on, multiple businesses, nine to five jobs, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> podcast, even if you're just recording it only, it does take a lot of time to book the guest and kind of organize it. So yes. that's what I found works best. Um, and uh, we go on a per episode basis. And uh, yeah, I mean, if folks want to connect with me, like I said, I can go through the pricing and everything on a call and just kind of like just to... Um, just to give them like all the details as to like what we offer. Cause like, like I said here, I told, I said, I do audio video graphic design, but um, you know, that kind of is a little bit general. So, but like understand, yeah. on stuff, I'll give you all those details. All the details. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. It's not just you, I guess it's you and your team and you have to work out what's right for them. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's, you know, we do have a track um, as far as uh, like a four month track where, you know, in the first month, these are the deliverables you're going to get, you know, and this is how much time you're going to commit. So like, yeah, it really helps to talk through it. Like this is not um, this is not like something you want to just do on a whim. Like you really want to know that you want to do this uh, because it does. Like you said, yeah, we have our team. Um, We take a lot of time. We invest in our clients like that's what we do. Um, You know, we uh, the number one thing that I do is, first of all, I save people time. I save people energy. I save them money. Um, I help them, you know, create more value for their audience as well. Um, but it really is creating, creating a simple way to do all of that. Um, so that's really, uh, what it is. But like I said, I could definitely go through the details. It would just take too, probably too much time on here, but (laughs) I got it. I got it. it. All right. So I asked everyone this question. I mean, um, well, what is the term, what does the term financial intelligence uh, means to you and how important would you say as a, as a business owner, understanding finance and using financial numbers are to be successful yeah financial intelligence is it's not just the knowing it's also the application so (laughs) it's if you tell somebody to make an investment or or you tell or you're explaining to people like you know different things that you can do with your money if you're not actually applying those things in your life you can't really like, what are you really doing? Like, what are you really telling them? You're just telling them something that somebody else did. Um, so I think the, and now, like, like I said, like I haven't been, uh, you know, even I've learned a lot about finance. Like I have a great financial advisor, uh, two of them actually. Yeah. And they've taught me so much, even just about credit and, and all these basic principles. Uh, but you know, I've, I've, uh, I, I, there's things that I've applied and things that I haven't applied. And yeah, uh, for yeah, me, yeah. like how I, you know, I have, a, I'm a gig worker as well as a business owner. Uh, I also flip cars in my spare time. So that's another, um, you know, way to, you know, get, make some extra money on the side. So like I have my own ways and I can tell you what works for me. Um, but I think financial intelligence, uh, I'll come back to it is really like finding out what can you do and then applying those things. And then it's almost like anything. It's like a habit. Right. And then just, from the things that you try, you're going to determine what's right for you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very sort of uh, a decent answer. So, and in your business, I guess like from running your business as a small business owner, I mean, like, so like, do you keep your own books? Have you got a bookkeeper? I mean, for someone starting a business, how important would you say it is to know your numbers? Yeah, great. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm not a numbers person. I don't ca- like not that I don't care about the numbers. They, <laughs> I just don't think about them. Like I'm yeah. not they don't motivate me. Everything else motivates me. The numbers yeah. are boring to me. So I have a great like I said, I have a financial advisor um, personally, and then I also yeah. have a CPA. I have an accountant and my accountant owns a small business, his own accounting practice. Right. So he knows a lot about small business. So having that person in my life, like both those people, a financial advisor who knows the markets and things like that, and then an accountant who knows the laws, 
um, putting those together. And then, uh, yeah, getting into bookkeeping. Like I just got into QuickBooks and I just started like I was doing everything in Google Docs, man. It was so <laughs> unorganized. It was like so unorganized, right? Like you couldn't if somebody t- came into my business, they were like, they'd be like, what are you doing? Like it would it wouldn't make sense to them. right? Yeah, yeah. The organized chaos. So, yeah, having those two people, man, having a great CPA and a great advisor um, and maybe even a finance or a, or a business coach could probably uh, be good, too. But yeah, super important, man. It's not something that I enjoy. So I know yeah. I have to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So so just to drive on that list a little bit more. And the reason why I'm driving on it, because I sense from you that you are very creative. You're very dynamic. Um, and as I said, you, you know, you, you, so you're an entrepreneur, hustler, go getter, right. And therefore keeping books, keeping finance is not your thing, but as we know, a lot of businesses fail for a number of reasons. So from, from where you are and from from what you understand now, how important would you say it is for you to say, even if you don't like it to be on top of your numbers? It's even more important if you don't like it. I mean, if you like it, then it's easy. So if it's even yeah. more important, then that's the first thing you're going to let slip, right? And a lot of businesses, what's the first thing they let slip? Usually like marketing and things like that. Yeah. But nobody talks about how they let the book slip. So if you don't have somebody on top of that, you're going to let it slip, man. It's super important. And and it can save or break or break your business um, 100%. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's true. That's true. Cool, cool, cool. So I mean, so what? So, so where can people find your podcast? Because you, you have a podcast as well. Am I correct? Yeah. So I have a podcast, a personal podcast. So what I do now, this podcast isn't related to my business. It's a passion project. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for three years. Um, it's called Bopcast. So it's B-O-P-C-A-S-T. Bop, if, Bopcast, if you Google it, uh, it'll it'll come up. There's a few other Bopcasts, but you'll just see my face on there. So we've been doing that for three years. Um, I have a team of people who helps me. Um, you know, like I said, designers, video editors, um, you know, a producer now and uh, sponsor as well. So uh, that's Bobcast. And so that's basically interviewing. Uh, you know, I, I always say like I'm focused on on uh, I'm way more focused on moments than achievements. So yeah. I love to talk about people's achievements and what they've done. But typically it turns out people don't really even want to talk about that that much. And uh, I, they're more interested in talking about the feelings and the emotions and the moments uh, yes, that kind of yes, change people's yes. lives. So I like that. that's I like really that. the basis of that. I, I interview people that um, I think are valuable and people that you know, are entertaining to me. Uh, so that's an hour long podcast interview style. Um, you know, no, uh, not, not, no serious editing or anything, basically a raw conversation. Um, and then, so that's that, that's my personal podcast. And then all of everything with my personal brand can be found at sullybop.com. So that's Sully right here on the shirt. S U L L Y B O P. S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P.com. And that's everything. That's my whole personal brand. And then you can connect with me. Uh, all my links are on that website for my LinkedIn, my Facebook, um, all that. And that's Ryan R. Sullivan uh, for, uh, you know, all the LinkedIn, the Facebook and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And make sure to send me the show notes and everything. And um, uh, I can all, I can put everything in there for anyone. Yeah. Who is actually listening to this. As a matter of fact, if you can send me just a brief bio, about you and um you know just I yeah, got it, man. yeah a, a couple of paragraphs then we can put it out there and um Perfect. yeah cool man so look it, it's been great to have you on and talking about talking about podcasting and uh, who knows maybe I, I hook up with you and uh, get to even learn a few more tricks about how i can make my podcasting even more powerful I so, love, um, I'd love him. I'd love to do that, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's powerful as it is. So you're on the you're on the right track here, man. Yeah, so man. You're a great interviewer. You're a great interviewer. It's a great show. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Che- cheers. 
Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find out more about me by Googling my name, Royston Cumberbatch. I'm on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can find me on YouTube as Roy Cumberbatch. And if you are listening on YouTube, please hit that uh, subscribe button. Or you can find me on my website at www.racmac.com. That's R-A-C-M-A-C-S.com. It'd be great to hear from you. And do feel free to tell me about any topics you want me to cover on future episodes. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Keep positive and reaching for your financial goals. Bye-bye.